I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. It can be very scary when your relationship with a client breaks down to the point that they threaten to sue you or try to recover hefty damages from you. And because it doesn't happen very often in your freelance career, after all, problems are usually resolved, you can feel uncertain about how to respond to these threats. So here are my tips with the first steps you should take if a client threatens to sue you. Firstly, don't mention insurance. If a client makes a legal threat or a mistake you've made is flagged by the client, you don't want to reassure them that they can sue you because you have insurance. So they might see that as you having this big pot of cash that they can take from. So they might end up making an even bigger claim if they know there's a substantial pot of money to back that up. So the first step that you'll actually want to take is to send a holding email. Now, I know emotions will be fraught at this point and you'll be panicking. Your gut reaction might be to launch into a passionate defence of the work you've done or offer a refund to try to make the problem go away. But please, don't do either of these things. Instead, send a calm, polite receipt of acknowledgement and advise them that you will respond shortly. One thing I've noticed at this stage is that even if a freelancer is being treated horribly by their client, they still feel a responsibility to reply quickly and do everything they can to please their client. But no, now is not the time for that. Now is the time to respectfully let them know you've received their complaint or threat of legal action and that you will be in touch shortly. That's it. Next, you'll want to gather evidence to help you defend their claim. So this could be email conversations, contracts, your project scope, basically anything that can build a picture of here's what you were hired to do and here's what you have or haven't done. And that can help to show whether your client is being unreasonable and if there's room for negotiation. So a good example of this is if you're a web developer and a client's threatening to sue you because you haven't built a feature they say they wanted, but if you have a project scope or any documentation that shows what features were agreed to and this feature wasn't one of them, it's much easier to dispute that claim. And that's a real example, by the way. Even if you feel confident in your services that you've provided to the client and feel like you have done nothing wrong, which is actually how most freelancers feel, it's still not a good idea to get into that with the client. You know, we've sent our holding email and the next contact we want to have with our client is when we understand if and how our insurance can help us. And that brings me on to the final step, which is to get in touch with your professional indemnity insurer with the information that we've gathered above. You want to provide them with the evidence that you've gathered and an overview of the situation, keyword being overview. This doesn't have to be a minute by minute account of the entire project and every conversation you've had with your client. At this stage, 
The freelancer can feel emotional, which I understand. They're frightened, anxious, maybe even embarrassed that somebody's pointing the finger at them and saying they didn't do a good job. So it is easy to go into defensive mode and tend to overshare. But instead, the insurer really just wants to understand things like, is there a legal threat? Has this happened within the policy period? What's happened for the client to threaten to sue you? And does that trigger the policy? What is the value of the claim? Is the client asking for damages of a specific amount? Has the client provided a date that they expect this to be resolved by? So what the insurer is trying to establish is the nature of the claim and whether it's covered, what's at stake, and of course the urgency. And at this point, provided it's covered under the policy, they'll give you guidance with what to say to your client in the next steps. I would say that if you don't have insurance, the majority of the above steps still apply. So sending a holding email, even if you don't have insurance, this gives you the time and space to take a step back instead of replying in an emotional and defensive state. And I know from when I was an ex-freelancer that the odd time I had a problem with a client and sent a, you know, a knee-jerk response, it rarely ended well. Gather evidence that will help you to defend or dispute the claim, so things like contracts, client communication, project scopes, anything that can provide more context to their claim and help uh, your insurer defend you. And lastly, you'll want to provide all of that information to your insurer who, if covered, will appoint legal experts to help you. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review. 